The views expressed in the following program do not necessarily represent those of the staff, management, or owners of WGEB. Jack Radio Show, live from New York. And now, here are your hosts, Elsie and Jack. Tuesday evening, February 23rd, 2010. You are tuned in to another edition of the Elsie and Jack Radio Show. Up close and personal, Urban Talk Radio, right here on AM 1240 WGBB in New York. I'm Jack, my partner's Elsie. And together we are here to entertain you and update you with relevant information pertaining to, I guess, something relevant. Good evening, Elsie. How are you? What's up, to you, Jack? <laughs> you all right, man? You need me to bail you out. <laughs> you know, and you sort of just let me flounder there. Well, so, I had some uh, last-minute notes I was jotting down, so I just figured... I'll let you do your thing for a minute, and I'll catch up. Okay. Well, you, you do remember that we are on every Tuesday at 7.30. Yeah. yeah. A, I'm a little wet today, but I'm, I'm good. Okay. Well, good to see you again. Likewise. You know, I understand that you had a, um, a big day last Wednesday with the NWCP right. uh, Town of Isle Branch. Why don't you tell us, tell us a little bit about it? Had an opportunity, came out with the family, wife and the kids, was recognized by the NAACP for my work that I do in the community. So it was nice. There was about seven other individuals that was recognized as well. So it was really great just networking afterwards and talking to different people and different things that they do to make this a better place to live. That's right. And we've done a lot of work together, so I can... Uh, really say to our listeners that Elsie is the real deal. He's not one of these folks who goes around accepting awards who is undeserving. So he deserves it, and I'm proud Thank of you, him. Jack. And I wish I could have been there to uh, experience the joy with you, but I was out of town. Yeah, I know. I... <laughs> <laughs> but as they say, I was there in spirit. That's right. It was, like I said, it was great. There was a lot of people that we know that was in the house. And really great vibe, and they're looking to do what they can to improve the area and the community at large. So we'll continue to work with them and other organizations out there that want to do some positive things. Did you, did you plug the show? Uh, I did plug the show, yes. Of course. Did you, did you, tell, the them, show? Did you tell them that you have a partner? Or did you just say no, it was I, the LC show? I just said, just look out for LC. <laughs> okay. He said, what's Jack? Just don't worry about Jack. He's history. All right, don't change, Elsie. We love you just the way you are. Well, you know what? We should probably go ahead and let our listeners know that we're going to be on for 60 minutes tonight. That's right. It's a one-time deal, at least right now. But uh, our producer uh, was able to work out the arrangements, so we're going to make it happen. So we have a little bonus time tonight on the Elsie and Jack radio show. That's right. So tell me about the Knicks. Uh, Earlier today, you... uh, we're excited about a deal or something that took place in the organization. Tracy McGrady has been officially traded to the New York Knicks. So anybody that's a Knicks fan, which I am, it's been hurting for about 10 years now. We've yeah. done nothing. Right. There's been no gleam of hope or glimmer of hope, I should say. So this is the best thing in the 10 years that's happened. Mm-hmm. So we're pretty excited. And, you know, we also 
have a shot at LeBron James, too. I thought you were going to say the playoffs. <laughs> no, that's no shot. Okay. That's done. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Our producer's dying in there. As well, we we have no well, shot. LeBron would be uh, not this year. That we're no, that'll be next year. So next year. But at least we have hope. We've been so far over the cap for right. years. Mm-hmm. Thanks to Isaiah, without producing results. Oh, this has been bad. Mm-hmm. Patrick, where are you? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, you know, before we get things started tonight, I want to. Um, I actually want to do a shout out, Elsie, at the oh. outset of the program. Who you shout out? Russia. To Russia with love from Elsie and Jack. Apparently, we have some listeners in Russia who've been following us. We've got uh, a lot of people <laughs> strongly. So if you're listening right now, uh, from Elsie and Jack to Russia with love, continue to listen to the program. We do appreciate it. Tonight's show is being brought to you by Rachel A. Sussman and Associates, the relationship experts. Our broadcast this tonight is uh, dedicated to the loving memory of all those who lost their lives in an effort to make things better for African Americans all over the world. We thank you so much. LC, to advertise with us. Yeah, give us a call in the office, area code 631-664-4452. We're looking to you know, partner with you, however you'd like, whether you have a upcoming dance, fundraiser, give us a shout. We'll put a package together for you, whether it be on our webpage, lcandjack.com, or if you would like us to do a live plug here on the show, give us a call. We'll work with you and and uh, make it happen. Now, speaking of plugs, just to show our listeners how this works, oh. I think that uh, you're involved with a couple of events that are upcoming that Jack may or may not come out to. Uh, but You never know with Jack, so <laughs> I'll say he's going to be MIA. Okay. <laughs> What are those events, Elsie? Well, David W. Parker, Chapter Number 64, is having their King and Queen fundraiser, Jack. It's going to be held at 342-344 New York Avenue in Huntington, New York. The donation is $20, and contact Irene at area code 631-683-4087. The event is going to go from 9 to 1 p.m., and it will be this Friday, again, 9 to 1 p.m. So give them a shout. Now, this this Friday in, in the morning, from 9 in the morning to 1 p.m. in the afternoon, Elsie? No, I believe I said 9 to 1 p.m. One p.m. Oh, a.m. My bad. Oh, you messed it up. <laughs> you get honored, now you get stupid. That's right. You're right. <laughs> All right, I'll we'll take that back. Showing up so too 9 p.m. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Oh, God. So give them a shout. This is uh, a really great organization. They're doing some good things. The proceeds will go to send a kid to camp. So come on out. There will be some dancing and, you know, uh, networking. Really a a great event. Some great people there as well. Besides myself, I will be in the house this year. (laughs) I'll see. It's getting worse. (laughs) It's really getting worse. We're going to have to look into uh, some... Some professional counseling for you. Well, before uh, before it gets too late. <laughs> Did you have anything else that uh, you wanted to plug before we get started? Yeah. Also, George Washington Carver Lodge Number Ninety Five has their annual Brothers and Sisters event, which will be held Sunday, March Fourteenth, and that will be from five p.m. to nine p.m. And uh, the contact there, contact Norm. His number is area code 631-838-2658. 
donation is $45 in advance, 50 at the door. And again, those proceeds actually go to a scholarship fund. So please come on out, support those uh, gentlemen in their endeavors. It's always a great time. That's so right. Jack come on was, out. Jack was there last year. Yes, and you actually Jack, showed up. Jack had a great time. Yeah, I, I was so. shocked that you were there. I think I was in shock the whole night because I couldn't believe you stayed the whole night. Well, I did, and I'm, I'm glad I did, Elsie, and I do hope that there is an invitation extended to me this year again so that I can come out come and show support through. for uh, the uh, educational initiatives that your group is involved with. Well, thank you, Jack. Well, Elsie, we do have a guest this evening. I'm looking forward to it. And uh, why don't we get the uh, show on the road? How about it? Let's make it happen. Well, Elsie, we are pleased and delighted this evening to welcome Miss Rachel A. Sussman, LCSW. She's a licensed clinical social worker and a couples therapist. As a relationship expert, Rachel has helped people improve their emotional well-being, enhance their ability to engage in interpersonal relationships, and empower them with the tools necessary to take control of their lives. Rachel appears as a relationship expert on many national TV and radio shows and is frequently interviewed for her views on relationships in magazines and newspapers as well. And tonight, she joins us on the Elsie and Jack radio show. Rachel, good evening. Hi, Jack. Hi, Elsie. Thanks so much for inviting me. I'm happy to be here. Well, thanks Great. for coming on the Elsie and Jack radio show. So I hear you got some fun questions for me about uh, how to keep in, how to stay in a relationship or how to get into a relationship. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. The the topic tonight is: Are you tired of uh, really just being with the wrong person and ready to meet that right person? So, well, the first thing I want to know is: How did you fare with the rain today? Well, I'm very lucky that on certain days I work at, out of my house, so I didn't even have to go out today. Isn't that wonderful? All right, so we don't wow. feel sorry. So yeah, yeah. Today. you got slippers on. Okay. <laughs> it's one of the nice things about having your own business. If you don't want to go out, you don't have to. Yes, it is. Wow. So, Rachel, tell us, how did you get started? You know, when we um, uh, talked about having you on the program, Elsie and I wondered if you were the type of person who went around your high school or college uh, campus advising people on how to uh, stay in relationships or get out of them. Um, but instead of guessing, why don't you tell us, how did you get started? Well, probably guilty as charged. I just think, you know, going all the way back, I was always interested in human behavior and human nature, and I was the go-to person, you know, from all, with all of my girlfriends. Is this the right guy? Is this the wrong guy? Is this guy treating me right or wrong? And should I be with this person? And that it just kind of grew into a profession. You know, for me, I've been like the Dear Abby person all my life. So did you know that you wanted to do this, or was this something that you just happened to do and it eventually evolved into, hey, why don't I do this for as a career, or uh, were you destined to be a nurse? Well, I've actually or... been in different careers, and this was my adult career, and it, you know, it stemmed from really wanting to help people be the best that they can. I mean, that's my passion is really helping people discover, you know, what's really ticking and what's inside of them and what stops them from being the best that they can be and then helping them break through that and, you know, it's really very meaningful watching people accomplish great things in their lives and being able to be part of that. So that sounds like personal development. Yep, that, so, that, that is personal development. All right, so you sort of married the two together and... Yeah, I mean, I started off just helping individuals, but I really have, uh, you know, a, a deep belief that... 
what truly makes people happy is to be connected to other humans and um, you know I think being in the right romantic relationship can just provide people with loads of satisfaction and being in the wrong romantic relationship can provide you with a lifetime of sorrow so that's how it all developed for me wow so how easy is it to find that right mate well I mean I think that anyone is capable of being in the right relationship you just have to really want it and you know really be hungry for it but you also have to be able to you know have enough emotional and psychological insight to understand if you're in the wrong relationship and mm -hmm. to be able to get out of it mm -hmm. I think that's always tough Jackie yeah I talk to women all the time and they think they have Mr. Right and then maybe six months later I talk to them and they're like I can't get out of it right so you so you're you're going to end up being Mr. Wrong then I guess you're not Mr. Right. No, I'm Mr. Right. I'm already taken off the market. Yeah, probably the, you know your ex girlfriends are going to come to see me to get healed after <laughs> being with you. Oh, maybe they, have, maybe they came to you already. All the pieces from those broken hearts you're you know leaving around. Right. And if that's the case, you're going to have a lot of work, Rachel. It's okay. I'm a hard worker. You know, I'll, I'll, I'll help those women. You know, see, see the light. She's going to have business for you. Years yeah, no. <laughs> well, you know, you, you mentioned being in a situation, and and sometimes it's not the right situation, and you need to you need to move on. And obviously, people evolve, or, or I, well, we'd I, I like to a, think they do. We'd like to think they do. I was going to say I can't put a percentage on that, but you, you'd like to think that people evolve. And once you take that oath, if you find that 10, 15, 20 years uh, after into it that you've evolved and maybe this person isn't the person but you're bound by this piece of metal on your finger do you have clients who come to you and say hey um, I feel really bad about this but maybe this person isn't the right person absolutely and I think that you know marriage is hard work and people need to know that when they get into it I mean I really strongly feel that you should be dating someone for quite a while before you get married and you know really what's, feel what's that quite a while. it's the right like 15 20 years <laughs> sounds great to me <laughs> i should call my wife and say let me start that it's over again a couple of years <laughs> a couple of years you know you should really know that you know there's got to be a lot of things that align to know that you're you know dating the right person i mean oftentimes couples come to me that are married that are in crisis and i trace back the development of the problems and the problems were there from the first date, you know. Wow. So I think that it's you know really important to have your eyes wide open in these situations and know if you're in a healthy relationship and if the if the relationship has more good than bad and you know you really feel like you're on the same page with this person and that you can see yourself growing with that person and that's probably someone good to marry. So what's the prime age? I mean, you said a couple years, but I see a lot of young people that dive in when I say young anywhere you know from 19 to 24 25 years old is that a good age to get married I think 19 to 24 25 years old is a really good age to become a great dater yeah okay because you're you know you're really growing and you're learning about yourself and you know we want people to 
really feel good about themselves, develop their own self-esteem, be able to figure out what they want to do for a living. Do they want to go to college? Do they not want to go to college? We want people out there dating and experimenting and figuring out, you know, what type of girl or what type of guy works for them or what type doesn't. And I, I think, you know, when you get into, like, your mid-20s, you're just starting to, like, you know, go from young adulthood into adulthood, and you're still getting to know yourself. Yes. And how can you make a commitment like I'm going to be with this person for the rest of my life if you don't even know what you want from life? That's <laughs> true. Yeah. Sure. You know, I'll see, um, well, see several years ago. Uh, uh-oh, you saw an age. Jack. <laughs> <laughs> this has nothing to do with a relationship. It actually has to do with a situation that, that uh, I experienced. And it had to do with a young man who I believe was maybe 20, 21 years old. And at the time, um, well, I've owned a home for a long time, but uh, he approached me about purchasing a home. He's a young, excited real estate agent, and he's going through his spiel. And before I could say, look, I'm already a homeowner and I'm, I'm not interested, he went through his whole thing. And I says, well, when he finally stopped, I said, how, how old are you? And he says, I'm 20. I, I forget. Maybe he's 20, 21. I said, do you own a home? And he said, no, I, I live in my parents' basement. And I thought, okay, thanks very much. And that was the end of the conversation. But as I walked away, I thought, here's a guy who doesn't own a home, and he's attempting to sell me a home, and he's 20 years old. Exactly. He's never experienced paying taxes or being late with a mortgage. No, some other idea. great things that can, can take place when you own a home. So I agree with Rachel uh, when she states that there should be uh, a decent amount of time before you actually commit to uh, matrimony. And certainly when you're young, you, I mean, I'm sure that there are plenty of things that you used to do when you were, were 21 and things you don't, you don't do anymore. I mean, I can think of a few that you still do. Well, you want to make sure you grow but, out of all that but, stuff, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Because I, th I think the divorce rate is, is so high, and it's, it's been so high for so long, is not because marriages fall apart. It's because people make the wrong choices. Right. right. And when you make the right choice and when it's all lined up really nicely, you have much better chance of success. Right. And I don't, uh, I'll see if I may, uh, and I don't think that things, or I don't believe this rather, that, that things suddenly fall apart. No, things like, don't. I mean, life like just suddenly happen to you. Right. But right. your relationship doesn't suddenly fall apart. So there should be signs there then from, I guess, for a period of time that would indicate if we continue down this path, we're probably not going to be together. Exactly. I mean, I'd say like the first six months to a year, you're with someone and all of those, you know, love hormones are flowing. It's very exciting. And uh, you tend to really put mm -hmm. the person on the pedestal and look at them through rose-colored glasses. But then once... Once that passes and life kicks in, then you see, you know, how you guys roll together. I mean, how do you deal with stress? What happens if there's money pressure? What happens if someone's having, you know, problems with their families or friends? I mean, how do you guys really get through difficult times and support each other? I mean, that separates the boys from the men, you know? Right. So I have a question for you. I have a friend named Tiger. Mm-hmm. And he has a little bit of a problem He's right now. He's got a big problem. <laughs> Is his marriage repairable? Well, I think that I've been asked this question a lot lately, and I think that, you know, listen, a lot of people aren't perfect. And if the question is, can a marriage survive infidelity? Yes, a marriage can survive infidelity. Can a marriage survive multiple infidelities or a sex addiction or a drug addiction? 
It depends. I mean, you know, if two people are really devoted to each other and really want to try hard to figure out what went wrong and make it right, yes, you can, it can survive. Mm-hmm. But it's, it's a lot of work to rebuilding. It's a lot of hard work. And, you know, sometimes when kids are involved and the love and the connection is there, it, it is worth sticking it out. Mm-hmm. People can change. Yes, they can. Well, I was talking with a friend today, and he told me, Tiger's going to offer his wife some money so he, can get, nice. the, so he can get some endorsement uh, dollars back for the casualties that uh, he makes. So I wouldn't be surprised if she kind of sticks around for a couple of years and all of a sudden you hear about, you know, they have a breakup. Well, listen, it's hard for us mere mortals to predict, and, you know, and no one really knows what goes on behind closed doors, but, mm-hmm. you know... Can couples survive this kind of thing? I think they can, but it takes a lot of hard work, and they have to really want to do it. That's, I mean, I would think that's very difficult for her to do. I mean, you know, when you say, okay, maybe your husband cheated, you know, most women or most people you talk to would say you think it's one person. When it's been a harem, yeah, well, when there's that a might be a little bit of like a that. problem. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's well, hard. Know, but you know, LC, then there are those who have been with as many women as Tiger has been with, but you don't know about those other women. I mean, Rachel, is, is there certainly a possibility of that, that there are men who have been with multiple women, but when the affair is exposed, it's only one or two women are exposed. You know, it is true. I mean, you know, there's all sorts of different types of infidelity, and, you know, it can be with someone you know. It could be with prostitutes. It could be, I mean, there's websites for hooking up. I mean, you know, when I, when I was your guy's age, you know, they didn't have that kind of stuff. But I think there's a lot of temptation, and, you know, there's, I'm even hearing about older couples getting involved with, with Facebook flirtations. Mm. So I think that, you know, there's a lot of temptations out there, and, um, you know, you've got to just try to affair-proof your marriage the best you can. How would you describe an emotional affair? An emotional affair is probably everything but. I mean, when you're, you know, when you're with someone from the opposite sex and you have feelings for them and, you know, an emotional connection develops, an emotional attachment develops that feels like it's kind of a boundary violation, like you're feeling close to someone of the opposite sex in the same way you would or should feel close to your significant other. Mm-hmm. That's an emotional affair. And usually, you know, they're they're pretty representative of something going wrong in your own relationship. Mm-hmm. Would you say that, that that feeling is common? Well, I think that, I you know, I don't know if I can t- say it's common. I would say that it depends what's going on in your marriage. I mean... The couples that I've worked with where, it's, where one of them has had an emotional affair, what usually comes up is that there's something missing in the primary relationship. Mm-hmm. You know, they're not feeling supportive or they're not feeling paid attention to mm-hmm. or there's, you know, there's not a lot of sex going on. And then, you know, someone starts paying attention to them in a significant way. Mm-hmm. That's generally how that kind of thing can happen. Mm-hmm. So sex is the key. Sex can be the key. I mean, it's definitely important, and you know, and the lack thereof will cause problems. But you know, with, with Tiger Woods, he might have been having a great sex life for all we know. It could have absolutely nothing to do with that. Yeah, it's true. It's very true. So it's hard to generalize these things. I mean, I think the most important thing, if we are talking about, you know, the topic at hand, which you brought up, which is you know how to get into a healthy relationship, and you know, and stay in one. 
it takes hard work and you've got to be really you know open-minded about looking at your own flaws also you know right it's hard for us to do that it's very hard for you guys to do that i know i'm perfect jack yeah women you know women tend to be a little (laughs) bit more insightful that way but you know you guys well it's hard well, I don't have any flaws. You always think you're perfect. At least right, you're the one that can do all the work. That's right. I'm perfect, baby. <laughs> and, and this, which is why you're still single, right? No. No, no not at all. Yeah, yeah, I mean, this is really sad, Rachel. I, I can imagine what you're thinking. <laughs> why don't we go to the phones? I think uh, we have Joe from Bayshore on the line. Uh, Joe, are you there? Yes, I'm here. Do you have a question for our wonderful guest this evening, Miss Rachel A. Sussman? Yes, I do. Yes, I do. Fire away, Joe. Okay, listen, I'm a happily married man. Happily married at home and all. But I just recently connected with somebody from my past. I didn't have a relationship with this person other than a friendly relationship, but I always had an attraction to her. And um, I don't know. Why is this happening? Well, I mean, first of all, that's not such a terrible thing. I mean, you know, we are human beings, and we are made of flesh and blood, and, you know, men are very visual, and if you uh, connected with someone from your past and you felt something going on and you felt some attraction, I mean, feeling attraction is very different than acting on attraction. And I guess, you know, you have to, it's, it's up to you to ask yourself, you know, is your marriage okay? Is your marriage strong? Is everything okay with, with you know, with you and your marriage? And if it is, I would just say, well, you know, you, you felt a little something. That's okay. But if you, but if this is a sign that something's not right in your marriage or lacking in your marriage, then that's a whole different story. Um, well, I don't know. I just think about maybe something I should put on my bucket list. Or, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I like that, baby. Uh, I gotta scratch it out. I can't. I can't give you permission to to go that way. You want to give him permission? That's that's between that's between you and your God, honey. <laughs> you better scratch it out, man. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you, caller. We appreciate the call. We appreciate you tuning in to the LC and Jack Radio Show. You're listening to the LC and Jack Radio Show, and our special, wonderful guest this evening is Miss Rachel A. Sussman of Rachel A. Sussman and Associates. And Rachel, why don't you uh, give out your contact information for any listeners who may want to reach out to you to repair their relationship. Sure. Anyone who wants some relationship counseling can give me a call at 212-769-0533 or email me at rachel at sussmancounseling.com. Rachel, a question that we receive from time to time is, where do I go to meet the right guy? Uh, for whatever reason, it seems like more women will ask this type of uh, question than, than men. And um, we find that women seem to frequent places that are not conducive to finding uh, a good, strong, strong man for a relationship. Do you have any recommendations as to where one might find a suitable man? Well, I know, you know, you brought that up to me when we were talking last week, and I was definitely giving it some thought. And I think, you know, it's great when women love, you know, you mentioned the club. If you want to go out, if you want to be with your girlfriends, if you want to dance and drink and have fun, you should definitely do that. But I don't think you should. You can go out to a club, you know, hoping I'm going to meet Mr. Wright tonight because I don't know if that's always the right atmosphere. You know, you can't really talk 
It's going to be mm-hmm. really loud. You're going to have too much to drink. But if you do meet someone, you know, at a club or the bar, you know, whatever, that's great. But you shouldn't be so invested in the results. And I think you have to think about what, what your passions are. You know, what are things that you really like to do? And most women tell me that, you know, when they're single and they just really try to please themselves by doing what they love to do and then they have that great smile on their face, mm-hmm. that attracts people to them. Mm. So what would you say are the signs of a jerk? Well, I have a, I, I have a statement that I tell most of my clients that I think that people reveal themselves you know, within the first couple of dates. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I think you just have to really keep your ears open and listen. I mean, you know, when you go out on a date with someone, do they talk about themselves the whole time or do they ask about you? Mm-hmm. If someone's talking about themselves the whole time or bragging or cutting you off, I mean, that's probably a sign that they're pretty, you know, narcissistic. And I don't know that a guy or a girl like that would nef- necessarily make the best relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, if someone is divorced or just recently broken up and they talk about their ex all the time, that's not a very good sign either. You know, mm-hmm. so you just want to, you know, I think you want to just make Reminiscence sure that someone really is, you know, physically and emotionally available. Mm-hmm. Reminiscence not good, huh? Well, I mean, I think, you know, I think you can definitely re- reminisce with, with someone like, like your caller just said, but, you know, you know, and I think, listen, if you want to talk about reminiscing, you hear a lot of stories about people, you know, meeting up later in life with their, you know, high school sweethearts. And if you're single, I think that's a great way to meet someone. I think Facebook and, you know, the online networking can be great ways to meet people mm-hmm. if you're single. <laughs> I'll see why did you frown. I don't like the looks of that. Rachel, would you say that love promotes uh, creativity or would you say clouds your mind? No. I th- well, listen, I think, I think you know, uh, love has launched a thousand ships. I mean, think about all the movies, the poems, the songs mm-hmm. that, you know, sing emo- you know, both about the joy of meeting someone new and falling in love and the misery of heartbreak. So mm-hmm. I think, in, you know, in, ed- in every, uh, you know, possible combination, love definitely makes you creative. It makes you very happy. It can make you very sad. That's right. why you've got to try to be careful to, you know, to, to be safe and to go for the right person and not the wrong person. But if all you think about is this person and you become, I guess, almost obsessed with the person, I mean, can't that sort of... Well, that's, too, yeah, right? I mean, that's not so great. But there is a lot of research out that those first couple of months when you're with someone new and you're falling in love, you know, all these happy hormones are released. And, uh, right. you know, those hormones actually physically keep you attached and obsessing about that person. It's like you can't even control yourself. It's like brain chemistry. Yeah, I've heard it's like heroin or something. It is. It is. And yeah. there's a lot of the same chemicals that are released, mm-hmm. those pleasure chemicals. Uh, but after a while, the studies show that they do, you know, fade away and they're replaced by hormones and chemicals that are more the stability mating chemicals. And that's usually when the obsessing <laughs> stops. Uh-huh. The obsessing will stop. If it doesn't stop, something's wrong with you and you've got to get some help. So, you just, I'm sorry, I'll have one more did you Did you say that it stops... <clears throat> It should naturally stop, stop after a couple of months. Did you say something about mating? Well, yes. I mean, the first, the first set, well, listen, we're all put on this planet to mate. You know, we're right. just 
This is what's in our DNA. Right. And, you know, there's chemicals that make us attached to someone. And this is, this is you know, evolution. Right. And the first set of chemicals that go off are the happy chemicals. And those are the ones that, you know, when you're skipping down the street, you just met someone and you're in love. Right. And um, you know, and those do gave, those, those do give way to a second set of hormones that come on anywhere from six months after, which they call the mating hormones, and that's when you start feeling secure and safe, and okay. then, then you enter that different phase of the relationship, and that's the phase where you either make it or break it, like we were talking about. Okay, yeah, I wasn't sure if you meant that something happens once you become physical with the person and you. Uh, how else can I put this? You you have that experience with the person. You've already been happy, and then it gets, I don't want to say boring, but what else is there to look forward to if you've been happy and then you've had a great physical experience? Unless you're planning to travel the world and no, build a it, home. No, it's other, true, and that's else? when a lot of relationships <laughs> break down. When mm -hmm. you, know, you talk about people that are like, or I talk about people that are love addicts, Mm -hmm. They love that the first six months of a relationship, right. then they have no patience for anything after that. It, it, it feels too boring. It gets too common after that. You know, mm -hmm. those people probably have a lot of growing up to do or a lot of living to do. They're not ready to settle down. But the hard and truth fact is that after a while, you know, relationships do start getting commonplace, and that, that's when people get a little antsy. Mm -hmm. I have a question for you. Is a relationship 50-50? I think it should be 50-50. You know, my mom used to say to me back in the day, it's not always 50-50. Sometimes it's 60-40 or 70-30. Mm. And it can be in different times. I mean, there can be one area where one does more for the other, but then there should be another area that where, where the other person does more for you. I mean, it, there's a lot of give and take. Mm-hmm. Okay, I I, I kind of uh, agree with maybe sixty forty. Okay, yeah, you like as long as you're doing the sixty percent of the work. No, right? I can do the forty. Yeah, I'm good. <laughs> you better find a good, patient woman then, who's willing to be very devoted to you. My woman is great. Well, you're is you're a lucky man. man. So, so when it comes to the cleaning and laundry stuff, you, you'll take the forty. That's your job. No, no. <laughs> I help out in that area. <laughs> Oftentimes I hear people say that uh, you should be the person you want to meet. Do you agree with that? Well, I, to I totally agree with that because, you know, if you're going to be an all, you know, all negative, if you're going to be unhappy, you're not going to attract the right type of person. I mean, I remember years ago having a friend who was so beautiful, and she was always single. She never attracted any guys, and she used to walk down the street with the biggest, like, scowl on her face. And one day I just sat her down and said, Honey, if you don't stop smiling, you're going to die single. I mean, she just, mm -hmm. you know, always had this sourpuss face. And, you know, she had some issues, and she really worked on them, and she straightened her life out. And, you know, right at the cusp when she was really trying, you know, finding, you know, her true self, she met the guy that she married. Mm -hmm. Oh, good for her. So I think there's a lot to be said about, you know, being positive and thinking positively. Right. Rachel A. Sussman of Rachel A. Sussman. And associates. She is a relationship expert. Brief break to go through some birthdays and shout outs. And Rachel, I, I know that I asked you to come on for 20 minutes and, and uh, it's been longer than 20 minutes, but can you stick around for a few more moments? I certainly can. Okay, great. I hope you don't think different of me since I lied to you. No, it's <laughs> fine. Sometimes you you know, do that, I, Rachel. I, I got to get back to my 6040 in a little bit. So, okay. <laughs> 
Sounds Jack, good. I told you about lying, okay? You know, things happen. I wasn't sure if we were going to do the hour or not tonight. But anyway, why don't we get started with uh, some uh, some birthdays, Elsie. Birthday. Happy birthday to Dr. J, all-time basketball legend. R&B singer Erica, what you going to do, Badu. She is 38 years old. Dr. J, by the way, I didn't mention his age, 60 years old. <laughs> you know, I was just about to <laughs> I know you're going to tell me, Turkey. Okay. Chili, from TLC, 37. I think Usher's is still after her, that Jack. He's single again. Mm. And we want to say happy birthdays to some of our Facebook and listeners out there. Kelly Clark, Jimmy Thomas, Kathy Stanzik, and Susan Rogers. Happy birthday from LC and Jack Radio Show. I'd like to give some shout-outs to Michelle Terrell, Rich Shelton, Tawana Williams, Stacy Kenny, Mary Clark, Donna Payne Warnick, Miss Mitchell, and Marvin Smith. Big shouts to you guys. You got Jack. Did you meet Miss Mitchell today? Yes, I did. Well, hopefully she's listening. I <laughs> know she's listening. Heard a little bit about you, and if you are listening, thank you for, for doing so. A few shout-outs, and we'll get back to our guests this evening. Kimberly Clark, what's up? Denise Spearman, Ed Serling, Deandra Allen, Leroy Jackson, Jasmine Powell, Alfonso Sellers, Carolyn McDonald, Dr. Gloria Holmes, Dr. Aubrey Bonet. Do you remember Dr. Bonet? Yes, I do. Okay. What How's you? he doing? Is he he's good? I think so. I haven't spoken to him in a long time, but I was thinking about him today, and hopefully he's listening to the LC Jack well, Radio give him Show. A call. <laughs> I, I think I will do that. Okay. And as always, to all of our family and friends who follow us on Facebook and Twitter, LC, you have an event that um, you urged me to um, to to mention uh, or remind you, I should say, to uh, announce again. And that's your event coming up on the 14th, I believe. That's right. George Washington Carver Lodge, number 95, has their annual Brothers and Sisters event, which is going to be held Sunday, March 14th, from nine, from 5 p.m. to 9 p.m. And the contact person is Norman Sellers. His number is area code 631-838-2658. The donation is $45 in advance, 50 at the door. Come on out. Monies goes out to a, their scholarship fund. And if you're looking to meet someone at that event, LC, should they? Uh... There's going to be a lot of single ladies at the event, so definitely come on out, fellas. And for the ladies out there, there will be a lot of single young men out there, various ages. I shouldn't say just young. Why are you smiling so much? <laughs> <laughs> That's What's the matter with you? So there will be eligibles for both sexes out there. It is a really nice event. <clears throat> Great people. Excuse me. So, uh, come on out. Sunday the 14th. LC and Jack will be in the house, so come on out and support the cause. We'll see you then. Well, Rachel, now that we are through that portion of the program, we're going to go back to the phones, if you don't mind. Hi, Rachel. Yep, I'm here. Okay, all right. We uh, we just want to make sure. We thought maybe you hung up on LC. He's been very rude to me. No, he's been very sweet to me. I was. He hasn't been fresh at all. We're going to go back to the phones and let's go to Lisa in Queens. Hi, Lisa. Hi. How are you? I'm great. How are you? Good. Um, my question is, when is the right time to be intimate with a guy? Because many guys these days don't want relationships. 
they just want to date you, and usually they want it on like the first date. They don't want to even take it out on dates, and that's my problem because I mean I only do it I have boyfriends. Well, you know, so Lisa, what feels comfortable to you? Well, my thing is, feel comfortable to you to get intimate with someone right away if you don't think they're going to ever take you out again. Yeah, that's 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 the issue these days. Cause a lot of girls are different now. They don't they want it more than the guys, and they're easier. So, for me to take a guy seriously, for a guy to take me seriously, it's they don't even take the time. They just want that, and that's it, really. Well, I mean, I got to say then, then you know, unless it's just completely a mutual sexual experience, why would you want to even get involved with that? I mean, you know. I mean, I think it's easy for girls to say all guys or most guys want X, but you know, the bottom line is it, there are a lot of nice guys out there. And you know, how about Elsie and Jack? They're very nice guys. That's right. And I think yeah. that there is the a best guys in the world, guy who just wants to hook up and nothing else. And if you want to hook up too, that's fine. I mean, you know, people can do whatever they want to do. But if you like a guy and you think that he just wants a hookup and that you're never going to hear from him again, you know, why would you put yourself out there like that? Yeah, exactly. That's why I usually don't. So I guess I'm just waiting for the right one because they're all just I feel like they're all just the same. Because I date usually older people. I like to take time to get to know someone. I, don't, I like to take it like serious. And I would say that don't. that's the right thing to do. I mean, you know, what I was just saying on the show that like you know people reveal themselves, you know, within 30 days. You know, you can take as much time as you want, because I think mm -hmm. that women, you know, can really get hurt when they get intimate with someone before they're ready to, and then the guy either just disappears or disrespects them. Yeah, and I think if you want to, you know, be able to have self-respect and you want to be able to have good yeah. self-confidence and take care of yourself, you want to wait as long as you as, as long as you want to until you feel safe. You know, yes, until you exactly. feel that it, it's it's a guy who's substantial and. Now, if a guy really likes you, he'll wait. He will. And if he won't wait, I think that just shows his character. How long? Yep. How long should should a, should a young lady wait? Well, I hate to use a timeline because I really want people to kind of figure this out themselves. But you know, I know that a, I think a lot of guys actually like to wait or, or like a chase. I think if you give, I think if you give guys anything too easily, they're not going to appreciate it. You don't think so? What do you guys think? What do you think, Jack? Do you think uh, a guy will appreciate it if he gets it on the first date? Would he appreciate that? Depends on the guy, Elsie. I can't speak for all men. men are... Well, thanks, Carla, for calling in. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. Thank you, Lisa. Good luck to you. Bye, Lisa. I mean, well, I think, it, you know, it, those it, are hard questions to answer, but, you know, what I'm hearing is that she's saying that she, you know, she doesn't want to be intimate too quickly because it seems like she's not getting anything in return. Right. It's that's always the loaded question. Like, is there a timeline? You know, and it's tough. Like I you mean, said. You know, I think women ask. You know, of course, women ask me this ninety percent of the time. You know, much more than men do. And I mm -hmm. say, you know, I just, I want you to be able to feel emotionally safe. You know. If you really like a guy, and you know, and and you're, and if you want, if you're willing to take a risk that you might never hear from them again, but you know, you you know, you want to, you feel very attracted, and you want to have sex, go right ahead. But you know, if you think, wait a minute, this is someone I might really like, um, then sometimes it's better to take your time and get to know them. Mm -hmm. Now, Rachel, do you think a person should save themselves for marriage? Do you think that? Well, listen, I mean, I think that that's a complicated question, and I certainly don't want to step on anybody's toes. 
<laughs> All right. So I mean, you know, that's again, that's between you and your God. <laughs> I don't want to. I ain't going there. I'm not going there. You're not going there, huh? No. <laughs> I mean, I, I respect those people that decide to wait. I mean, I think that you know, everyone's got to do what's right for them. Right. Yeah. And you and you have to know yourself. You've got to know what's right for you. Well, Elsie, you know, uh, <laughs> a couple of months ago, Jack was uh, he was in the city. I had a business engagement, and I was down at the uh, River Cafe in Brooklyn, enjoying a nice dinner and taking care of some uh, some business. And I happened to um, look across, and uh, there were many couples dining there, and uh, some single people as well. But I happened to uh, notice this couple who just looked miserable. And Rachel, I wanted to ask you about this. Um, those folks who go out to dinner and they just look so unhappy, and I know a common joke is to say, well, it's probably because they're married. Yeah, or, or, or we're never going to be like them, right? So why, why is that? Why would you go to a nice place, have a uh, nice candlelight dinner? Beautiful? You know, some people are just happy being miserable. It's, it's, just a, it's a crazy phenomenon, and you know, sometimes I see these couples in my practice who really love each other, but they're more unhappy than happy. They just mm-hmm. can't get along. It's like, you know, they're constantly bickering or they're constantly nagging or picking at each other. And, you know, that couple probably is, is more like that than not. And if you ask them if they were happy, they might actually tell you that they are. Mm. So it's hard to say. I mean, what I really try to teach couples is skills so they won't end up sitting, you know, across the table from each other at a beautiful restaurant with nothing to say. I mean, if that couple got into a fight that morning or even in the car on the way over, what I really try to teach couples is how to shelf this stuff and go out and enjoy themselves. Right. Put on a mask for put on a mask for an hour. I just understand. <laughs> Let's go out and spend a fortune for dinner and look miserable. Exactly. I mean, to me, that's just the definition of having the worst possible night ever, right? Yeah, that's right. That's right. I mean, if you're going to be miserable, be miserable at home where it doesn't cost anything. That's right. But I think that you know people really need to grow up and take responsibility. And if if mm-hmm. they're on their way out to a nice restaurant. And they're having an argument. Just you know, let it roll. Just say you know, we'll we'll get back to this later. Let it be. Yeah. Well, we have a caller on the line, Michelle from Manhattan. Go ahead, Michelle. Hey, Michelle. Hi. Hi, How Michelle. Um, I'm actually trying to tune in. I was just chatting with Larry on the on Facebook, and I just wanted to say hello. Well, thanks okay. for calling. Thanks for joining um, the LC and Jack Radio Show. We have a a relationship expert on the line. Do you have a relationship question that you'd like to ask? Oh, but do you have that? Do you have that down pat? Well, it, for now, I'm where I need to be. You know, sometimes I just think we get wrapped up in like, you know, we've got to be with somebody, we got to be with somebody, but we have to be with ourselves and love ourselves and like ourselves before we can be with anyone else. So I'm not, I'm not worrying about it right now. I completely agree, and I see like too many wonderful women mm-hmm. really make themselves crazy over thinking they have to be with someone. Mm-hmm. No, I mean it's. I feel well. I feel like this. You know, if I meet the right person, great. If I don't, I like myself and love myself enough that that's okay too. But you know, I mean, it's like I'm not gonna change who I am to be with somebody. Right. Good, and that's and why I, I always say, like, when you really make yourself happy, that's when you're gonna meet someone. And if you don't, right. you're happy anyway. So it doesn't matter. 
Yeah, okay. so, yeah, no, I don't, you know, but like I said, you know, I always, because it's like I always, I just wanted to say, you know, hi to Larry, and I think it's really cool what he's doing with the show. I always intend to tune in, but I always get home late, so. Well, he does have a, he has a, uh, Michelle, <laughs> he, he has a partner. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. you got to say hello to Jack <laughs> on the show. Hi, Jack. Well, Jack, I don't know you. I just can't <laughs> you know, you, like your picture's not on the site. Yeah, well, I don't know what's up with the webmaster. <laughs> okay. I'm saying, well, see, I don't know Jack, all right? But, well, you know, well, you know Larry, so, you know, I mean, not to be evil or anything, but, you know, I just wanted to say, you know, I'm glad I finally got to, like, listen, because I always intend to, and I'm always, like, getting home late. So I just wanted to say hello, but you know I read about I read about the relationship X with being there, and you know like I said for me it's like you know what I'm I'm happy with myself, and if it's meant to for me to merge that right. person, you know, that person great, great. And you're, you know you're a good role model to other women. So you know, girl. Talking about that. And it, trial and error though I had to learn the hard way, but mm. you know what. I learned. <laughs> That's it. Did, did you learn, hear? right? Think about all the people who don't learn from their mistakes. Did you hear the last caller, Michelle, Lisa? Um, no, it's like I was trying to tune in and I heard you guys, but I didn't hear what they were saying. She had an issue uh, with men wanting to go all the way with her on the first date. No, no, because if he cares anything about you, then he's going to wait. If he's a good man, then he's going to wait until you're ready. Mm -hmm. I there you completely go. agree. Go you know, again, trial and error, you know. You learn, but, you know, I mean, if, if he's a good guy and he's really, if he's a guy that's worth having, then, he, then he's going to wait. If, if it's all, if that's what he wants, do me a favor, tell me that's what you want from straight, you know, up front, mm -hmm. you know. Just be straight. Um, maybe I'll say yes, maybe I'll say no, but chances are I'm going to say no. Is there is there a time that you should wait before you have intimacy with, with someone? Is there a time um, limit? I mean, I think it's different with every person, but, you know, I know a lot of people wait like three or four dates or something, but, I mean, I, I, yeah, I guess you have to figure it out for yourself, but the first date is, that's crazy. You don't, you don't know this person. You can be an axe murderer. And I think it's you important know. that your young listeners are hearing this because the, right. the earlier caller, I mean, she said it like, if this is all guys want and you have to do it. And first of all, it's not all what, it's not what all guys want and you don't have to do it. Right. No, no. If he's a good guy, it's. I was having this discussion with my students today. Um, if he's a good guy, no matter what age, okay. If he's a guy that's worth having, if he's somebody that you want to have in your life, so no, they're gonna wait. They're gonna respect you. But you also have to show that you respect yourself. Right. Because if you're gonna put yourself out there like a Trollop, <laughs> you know, yeah. Yeah. I had to find something. If you're going to put yourself out there like that, like that's what you're about, then that's what they're going to expect. At the same time, you know, you have to kind of say, listen, that's not what I, you know, I mean, you, I'm not about all that. You know, I'm mm -hmm. trying to find some, you know, a, 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 a good person, a good man, a real man. A real man is not going to, that's not what they want. Michelle, it sounds like that real man is on his way, so be patient. You're a good woman. And, um, yes, he is. I completely when he agree with everything your, you're saying, Michelle. When so, he answers your life, call us you. back and let us know. And okay. tune in. Please do. Make sure you check out lcandjack.com and hit us up when you can and give us a call whenever you're available. Okay. Appreciate the Thanks call. for calling, Michelle. We just received a Facebook from a gentleman who wanted to respond to something that Michelle said. And he states if uh, it's going to be three or four dates before he can be intimate with the woman, He's going to just take you out every day. 
So I, I'm not sure why he would say that. <laughs> well, but, I guess uh, he likes her. Maybe we should set them up. He's trying to expedite the process. <laughs> I guess that was a little strange. Oh, man. I uh, have a question for uh, Rachel, and we're about to wrap up the show, so we'll run through this quickly. But what can you tell us about uh, the law of attraction, Rachel? Do you believe in the law of attraction? I do believe in the, in the law of attraction, and, you know, I think I've said a lot of times in this show that positive begets positive, mm -hmm. that, you know, like, the, la like the, the caller we just spoke to, Michelle, I mean, she sounds like a really strong, positive woman who knows what she wants and knows what she doesn't want, and she's going to bring positivity into her life. But if you walk around, you know, feeling desperate or feeling negative or just being, you know, being too, you know, within yourself, you're not going to attract the kind of opportunities in life that that and this isn't just about relationships i think it's about opportunities mm -hmm. and i think the more you know the more positive you are the more optimistic you are the more hopeful you are the more you believe the better things will come to you right now since you have all of this this knowledge and our engineer is signaling us so we're gonna blow through this question quickly um, being that you have all this knowledge, did you ever use it to your advantage when you were younger? Like, did you play mind games with guys and that kind of thing? And well, of you know, did. I think I was a teenager just like everybody else. <laughs> <laughs> go, like, I don't think, I'm sure I played mind games. I just didn't know that I was I was doing it. Okay. <laughs> I'm just wondering, like, she was able to finagle, like, trips to Paris and things no, like that. No, no, I was never. Unfortunately, I was never that kind of a girl. Okay. Let's but in my next life, I might try to. You might try to. Mr. <laughs> Paris sounds really nice. But thanks for having me, you guys. And, you know, happy relationships to everyone out there. We're going to try to take another quick call, if it's still there. 30 seconds caller. Shanee from Florida. You're on the air. Hi. Um, my boyfriend and I were together for about six months. And after we broke up, um, he just he continued to call me and text me like he normally did, hanging out with me like normal. But he, he just doesn't want to carry the title, and I wanted to know why that is. So what you're saying is he still kind of wants to be in a relationship with you but doesn't want to be known as your boyfriend. Yes. Well, then, you know, then he's getting all the benefits from you without having to take any responsibility. I don't think that's fair. Mm -hmm. I mean, you know, we, you know, you've got to work hard to be in a relationship. And, you know, that takes, you know, that means doing nice things for people, being responsible, you know, working hard. And it sounds to me that he doesn't want any of any of that. He doesn't want to do the work. He just wants the benefits of having you in his life. And, uh, you know, you've got to ask yourself, are you comfortable with a relationship that doesn't have any rules whatsoever that's just wide open like that? Mm -hmm. Well, thanks, Caller. And, Rachel, can you give your contact information again before we wrap up? Sure. Rachel Sussman, Marriage and Family Therapist, 212 Seven six nine zero five three three. Rachel at sussmancounseling dot com. www.sussmancounseling dot com. Thank you very much, Rachel. Thanks Thank you for having a, me. You've been a trooper. We're so uh, happy that you made it through the hour with my partner, LC. Well, I'm going to faint of, of hunger. <laughs> <laughs> right now. Thanks again. We'll talk to you soon, Rachel. My Have pleasure. a good night. Take good care. All right. Bye -bye. You've been listening to the LC Jack Radio.